Hello and welcome to the Real Exes of Portland podcast, coming to you from Portland, Oregon. I'm Heather. I'm Sophie. And I'm Amy. And we are real women, real friends, with real stories. That are super juicy. And I might add, real boobs. (laughs) And we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at The Real Exes Portland. And we will be hanging out with you guys every Wednesday afternoon. And you know what Wednesday is? Wine Wine Wednesday. Wednesday. Cheers. Cheers. All right, ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon, good morning, good evening. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us. And instead of Wine Wednesday, today we are having Mimosa Sunday. Okay. (laughs) Cheers. Cheers. Everyone take a drink. Mm -hmm. And I do need to let everyone know that once again, I got a really good bargain. Um, we're a very new business and we need donations <laughs> um, for our for our wine and our champagne. No, but um, I actually, I got this champagne at Target and it was only $6.99, I have to report. And it's actually pretty good. I was worried that it was going to give me a headache because... You know how sometimes the cheap ones, they yeah. don't taste good. Although we are mixing it with orange juice. I haven't True. tasted it plain, you guys, so I don't know. But sometimes even with the orange juice, you're kind of like, yeah, there's a yeah. like, like what feeling. is that? Yeah. 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 So here we are again, and it's a beautiful sunny day today on our, the day that we're recording today <laughs> here in the beautiful state of Oregon. Um, we've had an unusually early um weather change yeah speaking of heat waves I've been really having some hot (laughs) flashes again on I was good for a while and then yesterday and the day before and today I'm like woo so we need to celebrate our heat waves well I did buy a fan hand fan you can you can pick that up oh I saw oh yeah and today it is cooler it is actually the last several days look at that there you go But anyway, yeah, so it's really, I'm just commenting on the weather. It's really been nice. And we've been actually wearing shorts and tank tops and it's been actually kind of hot, but yeah. anyway, so we're getting off to a great start today and we're bringing it in and we're back to tell you guys our journey. And, you know, this is a health and healing journey and we hope to not only heal ourselves, but help some other people out there. So Sophie has um, some deets she's going to talk about today. I know, and it's not going to have anything to do with kissing. Oh, (laughs) why not? (laughs) Do you have the kissing disease? (laughs) I wasn't growing like in like my 20s and so forth. I wasn't the kissing bandit. I knew one of my girlfriends, she was a kissing bandit, like, She'd be like, oh, I just came out of the bathroom and then I started making out with some guy. I'm like, what? What? Where? Oh, like, like in a club or something? Yeah. Oh, How does that exist? She, does she that was a makeup bandit. Oh, I don't know. Geez. She's like on an elevator and she makes out with a guy. I don't know. I that don't sounds know. fun. She, <laughs> it sounds like a disease to me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, that's yeah. funny. She's such a good girl. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> mm-hmm. We know how that goes. Shoot. But anyways. Your lips still look healthy. (laughs) Happy to report. (laughs) Thank God. 
boy. That's <laughs> a green. There's no like green, yeah, yeah, green foam red. coming out the side of your mouth or anything. No, not now. Oh, that was last year. No, just kidding. <laughs> Boy, I gotta put my glasses on. I can't see very well. There we go. I don't know why. <clears throat> so okay, take it away. <clears throat> I was gonna talk about something that um, I have alluded to probably mm-hmm. in, in a few podcasts is that <clears throat> I am dyslexic, and um, I grew up so you know growing up in the seventies and so forth. My mm-hmm report cards from school is, you know, you know, Sophia is such a wonderful, pleasant student and we just love her and she just tries so hard, but she needs to check her work mm-hmm. before I hand it in. Before she hands it in, she needs to check her work. Oh, she needs to read throughout the summer. She needs to do this. <clears throat> but um, nobody caught on until um, I was in high school and I, my Italian teacher, he uh, saw me write something on the board and then he goes, can you read what you wrote and then read what you, it's in the book? And I read it. And so, and he asked me a few questions and, and I said the same thing. It like nothing, I didn't see a difference. Mm-hmm. And he's like, do you know you're dyslexic? And I'm like, <clears throat> don't even know what that is. And he's like, you just get your words and letters mixed up and so forth. You're, I said, well, I'm not good in spelling. So that's all I knew about it. <clears throat> so your Italian teacher is who... Yeah. Alerted you to it. Yeah. Not my yeah. English. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. <laughs> not my yeah. English yeah. teacher. Oh my God. You're right. That's a good yeah. point. No. That year mm-hmm. um, I had was taking advanced English. So in when I went to school, we used to have a grade 13. Oh, that's Remember right. I talked yeah. about grade 13. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, um, and then you used to have to get advanced, you know, all your math, sci- like all mm-hmm. your classes had to be advanced level. So basically... Mm-hmm. Um, like calculus and so forth versus a general. So there was general and the basic. Mm-hmm. Basic was for like special needs kids. I, I could have been possibly put in there, <laughs> but, and no, no fun to anybody, but yeah, right, yeah. right. But, um, and then a lot of people, there was a good amount of students, like average students yeah. that would just take general, but I wanted to go to university and get a degree. So I took advance. And when I was in 12th grade, um, my English teacher gave me my mark back on an essay I wrote. And back then, remember, we hand wrote. That's right. Yeah. There was no typing on a computer or a typewriter or anything. <laughs> we literally wrote our, and those were so hard. I remember my hands hurting. I was going to say, oh, were our my, hands cramped up? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, no wonder I have arthritis in my hands. <laughs> so all the stupid handwriting we no had to do. No kidding. God, it makes it sound like we're so old. <laughs> I know, but we are. No, Anyways. we're not. We're young. And at heart. Um, <clears throat> at heart. And she gave me a mark like 15, 20% on a paper. And I was in tears. And, yeah, I bet. And I went up to her after class and I said, why did I even bother handing in this this work? It, you gave me a mark that I may as well just gotten zero. Yeah. And she goes, do you speak English at home? <gasps> oh. Yeah. Yes. I said, yes, I do. And my maiden last name is an Italian name. Oh, right. My real name yeah. is Sophia. So mm-hmm. yeah. Sophia Pietrantonio is a yeah. mouthful. Yes. But um, because of my name. <gasps> Judgmental. Well, that's called racism. Oh, that too. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I oh, goosebumps. Was, <clears throat> Mrs. Clatworthy was her name. I actually looked it up. I went back in my oh. 
because I do have all my school merch. Yes, I she do gave too. Me <clears throat> so my parents, I told my parents, and they were upset. Ask. Yeah, if you and my parents are immigrants to Canada, but they came as children. They don't have an accent other than their Canadian accent. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> my dad sounds really Canadian sometimes, but um, which is all good. Yeah. It's all fun. And anyways, I hear it more now when I moved away than I did oh, when sure, I was there. Oh, sure, I'm right. But, um, you know, they both went to school, educated in Canada, and um, read, write, fully, mm-hmm. you know, and they they decided way back then to teach us English at home as our first language rather than Italian mm. because they were discriminated against. Sure, mm. sure. And um, so they did not want us to, to have that same um, experience. Sure. So they wanted English to be our first language. Mm-hmm. And pretty much it was our only language. I listened to Italian. I heard it. Understand my whole, it. Understand yeah. a little bit of it. But it was only through my grandparents, and they all had dialects and so forth. But my parents spoke English at home to, the, mm-hmm. to each other, to us. Sure. Other than to my grandparents, everybody spoke English. Mm-hmm. And for a teacher to say that, so my parents went to the, the uh, principal and said she's not going down to general English. I mean, I went through all of high school, right. going through advanced English, like advanced yeah. classes so I can get into university. She almost stopped me from wow. doing that. I wouldn't be here. Like I literally right. would not even be in this country right now if I didn't. Oh my gosh. And um, yeah, now, and I, I remember graduating from high school and I got, because uh, I was in junior achievement and uh, I got my business teachers um, voted for me and I got the, in my class of, of that graduating class, I got the business education award Mm. and, um, I, and I walked by that teacher and I told (gasps) my mom, I go, I look back at her and I was like, had my, you know, your award, my award and, and and walked right by her. Look what I did. Screw you. Um, I just, I can't believe like an educator did that to me. And it, and she it never like me. tried to take it to the next level. Like, let's try to get to the bottom of this or help you or figure it out. No. Oh my gosh. No. No. Yeah. My dad said to the principal, the only reason why she asked if she spoke English at home was because of her name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not yeah. because of anything else, but her name. Yeah. You know, if my name, last name was more of an English name and she saw my, my writing like that, would she have treated me differently? Would she have said, you know, you might mm, need some help. Maybe right. there are, maybe um, we need to get you tested. Maybe we need to, maybe I need to help you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go the extra mile. Yeah. No. Mm. And she was pissed after that. Oh. She literally just gave me 50%, 50%. I walked out of that class. I looked it up. I literally just looked it up. 51%. She was my lowest mark in high school. 51% out of that class. I submitted into university barely. I remember well, be- begging my economics teacher oh, to please. give me an extra couple of de- points so I could get that average because of her. Wow. So, you know, I know things are different now, and I know it's much more yeah. accepted. I know that there are means to get um, help, mm-hmm. but I never did. So I always got away with, from my education standpoint and everything. Sure. I'm a good communicator. Right. Um, I, I present well, like, you yep. know, as far as going to interviews mm-hmm. and getting jobs, never really had a problem. Sure. 
um, you know, um, my personality comes out in the way I speak. I'm very, you know, you guys know this. Right. I mean, just yeah. genuine and yeah. I don't, I, the way I act here, like sitting with you guys, sure. that's the way I act all the time. So sure. yeah. Yeah. And you guys too. You guys are all the same. We're all the same. <laughs> but anyways, um, I, um, realized, you know, sometimes I would get, you know, thank God when we started working, I finally, you know, we got a computer and then we had, you know, we were communicating different ways and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, there's much, there's a lot more, um, guardrails to help Mm -hmm. with spelling and all that sort of stuff. The problem is, is that I'm also miss, I miss words. Like I miss words in my writing. I think mm. I can, when I You're read thinking it, too far ahead or something, too. Well, yeah, yeah. I just don't see it. I, don't, mm-hmm. I really don't see it. I usually have to walk away from my work, look at it again, and go, oh, shit, I misspelled that, or I, I'm missing a word here. Um, so I know that it's come out in my work, my, in my um, day-to-day sure. work job and mm-hmm. so forth, and, you know, people always have corrected my grammar or... Mm-hmm. made comments but it was almost like through email and so forth like short short way of sure. communicating mm-hmm. that you can kind of get away with it mm-hmm. I used to lo- I love wa- writing in pl- point form mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know ah. this will include point 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 and I was yeah. like because I like to be clear and concise but sure. if I try to add too much or be too complicated that's where I start making mistakes so mm-hmm. I kind of learned that myself mm-hmm. yeah so I've kind of gone through my career and I have had a good career um uh, you know, I question, it's made me question over the years now, looking back, that I never really got promoted. Um, every time I moved to a different company, I always did well. And I, mm-hmm. you know, I just kept moving along and doing, I did well. Mm-hmm. And I did get promoted for some parts, but. <clears throat> like the ultimate promotion or the. Yeah. position yeah it it's actually really hard to talk about right now oh, you, <laughs> because yeah. I feel bad mm-hmm. and ashamed mm-hmm. but I was ashamed sure of my because it wasn't yep. talked about then it right. wasn't supported then and it's even even it's yeah. it's getting more support now but it's still a challenge I mean it's still a serious challenge because it really does affect every piece of you even though you survived you had to tell yourself to like survive I remember being in university of doing my first first uh uh hand paper I had to hand in and I was literally telling myself the professor like here it is a professor not just a teacher a professor is going to read my work and go what the hell is she doing in university how the hell did she get here like I felt like a fraud but it doesn't have, that's the hard part. It doesn't, you're smart. You actually have the knowledge. Mm-hmm. That's where, so I can understand how frustrating it would be, you know. And that fear and mm-hmm. that voice comes through a lot. Mm-hmm. As I'm, it, it's it affected me my whole entire life. Like it talks to you in the back yeah. of your brain, right? Yeah. And, um, and so working at the company I work for now you know, um, writing is, is, is quite important. And, and mm-hmm. I can tell a story, yes. you know, they did do a writing sample. Of course I was able to, 
if I'm writing about something that I'm passionate about, something mm-hmm. that I love or something that's really, really close to my heart, like I know I can tell the story. Yeah. And, you know, and there's always Grammarly and all these other tools and so forth. And there's actually even more for people who are dyslexic, but uh, more AI kind of tools that mm-hmm. help with writing. But I had, you know, a new manager and then I was, a whole bunch of stuff was happening and and I had this paper I had to write, um, like a plan, and they didn't do PowerPoint. It's all mm-hmm. narrative, written, like writing an mm-hmm. essay. Mm-hmm. And um, I just couldn't get my head wrapped around it. I couldn't focus. I was having this freezing, like, in fear. Mm-hmm. And I was procrastinating. Mm-hmm. And... I just because it wasn't really my story like I'm it was sure. it's it was right. like it was complicated and it was a new indi- new part of the industry for me and it's so hard to talk about um you're doing good you're doing good yes so you had made it all along like I your made- whole career you'd had your workarounds everything was great and f- finally this job now was when the first time you had a manager like call you out in a sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I was having a hard time reading because everything was just comments like on the side. So, you know, just imagine, you know, if you have a word doc and then you have a, a sidebar mm-hmm. that everyone puts comments in and right. people are writing paragraphs, mm-hmm. paragraphs, mm-hmm. not just like a few not words, like a few words mm-hmm. or cross out this, replace this word. It was, why don't you get deeper into this and mm. tell how, why, and when, blah, 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 and, uh, you know, build out your story a little bit, and blah, 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 like paragraphs. That's like, over, Look. so that's overwhelming. Yeah. Absolutely. For someone who's dyslexic? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I've done these types of strategy and plans and all that sort of stuff. I usually convey it in a story. PowerPoint's great. Mm-hmm. It's a storytelling means right graphs Mm -hmm. point form you talk through it Mm -hmm. you give your you know um your insight your background I love doing powerpoint and I can talk through I can be very compelling and engaging but put it on paper Mm -hmm. no were you able to like suggest or ask if you could do it in a powerpoint form or they wanted it in oh it has format. to be it has yeah. to be in that format it's it's the culture I see and um and it was embarrassing it was it literally debilitated me mm-hmm. and what was going on top of that was my hormones uh-huh my perimenopause which makes it difficult in general as a whole to even do your normal day-to-day basic. Yeah. And it can skew yeah. kind of what is like, is it hormones? Right. Is it attention focus? Is it del- dyslexia? Like, where is it on the scale? I feel like our hormones can like really play into things or really back out of things. Well, I did talk, I, I had a conversation, just a phone conversation, not an appointment with a, psycho- a psychiatrist. And he said during perimenopause your your estrogen goes down it actually directly relates to your cognitive thinking mm-hmm. you need estrogen they call it brain fog that's one of the mm-hmm. big symptoms it's in because perimenopause. of that yep mm-hmm. so there's a re- there's so a I, scientific reason for it yeah and 
it's not my fault. No, right. <clears throat> oh, but employers are not ever going to accept perimenopause as a as a disability. Yeah. As a, as a, no. yeah. <laughs> it only happens to I your wish life they for would. fucking 10 years. Yeah. I mean, Nobody women basically, we should go back to the olden days where the women stayed home with the children and the men go to work. That's almost what needs to happen for 10 years while we're going through this. Yeah, it's a lot. But if we're a single mom, you can't do that. You can't do it. No. They're, oh my gosh. So anyways, okay. um, so through the work, through work, I ended up telling one of my colleagues what was going on with me and how upset I was about everything. And I said, you know, I am dyslexic, but, and then I started reading into dyslexia <clears throat> and there's different types of a dyslexia. And I'm like, oh, uh, it's not just I'm you know, feeling stupid or what have you. And ADHD mm-hmm. is the, the I, I can't remember, it's like 40%. It's, it's a pretty high percentage mm-hmm. of people who have dyslexia also have ADHD mm-hmm. or some type of ADD or something. Um, mm-hmm. And then this whole me freezing, these are all the narratives that I go through my head as a child, mm-hmm. as a, you know, do you speak English at mm-hmm. home? Like, holy shit. It's- it yeah. all is connected. Yep. And of course, I didn't want to put myself through it. And that's why I procrastinate. And one of the things, you know, listening to Dr. Mel and, or not Dr. Mel, <laughs> Mel Robbins. Yeah. Um, you know, and she says, you know, you have to forgive yourself. And it, I actually listened to one of her things and, and I was talking about procrastinating because I'm like, I'm a procrastinator. It feels like you're lazy, but you're not lazy when right. you procrastinate. It's because you have a fear mm-hmm. and it's because you need to figure out what that fear or stress is so you can address it, forgive yourself, and then go and Move do on. it. Do you have five, very, four, three, two, one. Very well do said. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote it on a piece of paper and put it right by my computer because I had to remind myself because I would sit at my desk and go, fuck. I don't want to do this. Oh my God. And I would start reading the comments and it would literally fucking kill my soul. Like it literally stabbed me. I could not, I could not comprehend. I could not read it. It was all bubbly. Like I would read the first, and it's part of the dyslexia. Like I have a hard time reading. But when you read words and they're like the way it was done and I'm trying to figure out which comment there and put the arrow to this sentence and I'm looking over and I'm like, what the? F-? That almost sounds like even somebody that's not <laughs> dyslexic. That sounds awful, to be honest, even for anyone. Yeah. No, it's not a good experience at all. So uh, anyways, I told a colleague and we, she started going online. She started going online mm-hmm. on the internal site, oh. and they found she found. Oh my God! Did you know there's a Slack group for dyslexic employees? Did you know that there was this? Did you know you put it? And she started sending me all this stuff. I'm like, holy crap! So I went on this dyslexic um, Slack group, which is an internal group messaging thing. We oh, have one okay. for each of our teams. Yeah, it's okay. some. Um, it's a, like a collaboration kind of thing, and they have several different types of groups. So I went on this one group. Soon as I joined this group, there was a couple hundred people. Wow. I had about six people who replied to me either directly through a a direct message, Mm -hmm. emailed me, or sent me a group message and said, you have help here. You have help. You can get help. And Mm. I met this one girl, Helen, uh, this woman, and I, she's going, she has dyslexia and uh, ADHD. Um, she was the one that I 
recently went on her brought uh, went on her podcast. Oh right, yeah, I remember yeah. that you did a little clip about. You, yeah, she interviewed you. She interviewed yeah. me, and um, I will definitely uh, promote when she, when it goes live. It's gonna, you know, my story right now. Yeah. She's not interviewing me, so I'm telling my own little yeah. thing. Uh, um, mm-hmm. But um, she kind of she actually helped me. She helped me understand. She helped me figure out who I needed to talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, she helped. I was like, I, I I was feeling completely defeated. She was. She actually helped me write a letter so I could, because every time I would talk about it mm-hmm. with her, with anybody, I would literally cry. I can sure. understand that. I cried and cried mm-hmm. and yeah. cried because I couldn't get through any conversation about it without having that deep emotion mm-hmm. and hurt. Yep. Makes perfect sense. And she helped me write a letter to my manager's manager, uh, who actually initially hired. uh, He was I was I was reporting to him before I was reporting to somebody else, but I have closer relationship with him. Mm -hmm. So I, she wrote this. She helped me. Her and I went through and we wrote a letter. It was a really good letter, you know, explaining what dyslexia is, that these are the reasons why I was having a hard time. Um, concentrating this is a hard reason I had a hard time doing this assignment this is you know this is what's happening to me I need support blah 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 blah. the reason why I didn't ask because they always go well do you need help Mm. well you don't know how to ask or what to ask for I know write it for me yeah yeah Yeah. just to it I'll tell you if it's right or wrong (laughs) yeah (laughs) totally and um so I ended up, um, she was like, well, there's two things you can do. You can, or we were talking about how I was going to present it. She goes, you can send it to him before, you can read it to him while you're talking to him, or you can get him to read it while you're on the phone with him. Mm-hmm. So I was going to read it to him, but I was like, I was choking up even mm-hmm. before. Right. And I said, I have something for you to read. Um, and so he, he gets back after about 15 minutes of reading it and he goes, huh, makes sense now. Oh my gosh, I have goosebumps. He goes, it makes sense now, I understand. I said, <clears throat> there's, I have my superpowers. There's a reason why I'm creative. Mm-hmm. There's yep. a real reason why I'm great at articulating and speaking and human relations and mm-hmm. um, my empathy, everything, all of that is related to that. I think differently. Mm-hmm. I am an innovator. I, um, I'm sure you guys, you know, when we have, when we come in business and stuff, when we come up mm-hmm. with problems, I'll like, why don't we do, like, even just coming up with a podcast, what should we do for a side hustle? Well, why don't we start a podcast? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Right. Um, and tell our story. Mm-hmm. And, and that's important to me. Cause even when I used to go to, when I've gone to therapy and so forth and, and my therapist would be like, you have like, you got stories to tell. Like mm-hmm. your stories are worth telling. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sophie has very good story. You are a good storyteller. You've got good stories. You're good at telling them. Yes. And I'm very, I think I like, I like, I'm insightful. So I kind of look back on things and go, why would I do that? Or, you know, mm-hmm. what's my motive or why do I, but actually going through this process of learning about dyslexia, um, and I do have to do a shout out. There's an organization that Richard Branson is um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. from Virgin. Um, he 
is involved in, and it's called Made by Dyslexics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Made by Dyslexia? I think it was Made by Dyslexia. Dyslexia. Dot yeah. org. And um, he's dyslexic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a big promoter. He got uh, LinkedIn to add dyslexic oh. thinking to their skills. Mm-hmm. Whoa, it's an actual skill. It is <gasps> yeah. considered a skill now. That's cool. Uh, you want to hear? Th- so here I am uh, back on LinkedIn and I'm like, I see that just, do you know how hard You're like, it is? should I check this box or That's not? exactly it. Yeah. yeah. Do I want to admit this? Do I want to put it out there? I will do it now. Now. I yeah. will do it now. I having a very hard time mm-hmm. still admitting to it. Well, is it because is it because of who you are today or the all the baggage that you've been carrying for all these years? Are you yeah. is it that person? It's that person. person. Yeah, cuz that person didn't have a voice when they needed one. Mm-hmm. No and one advocated for me. Right. Yeah. No one. Yeah. I went through my entire education. Mm-hmm. I graduated from university. I I mean, you have to congratulate yourself yeah. and pat yourself on the back for it's what you, you accomplished mm-hmm. without having any help or guidance. That's yeah. huge. This you makes push, me want to cry. You just you it's, push through yes. all of your hardship, which is a testament of yep. its own and an right. encouragement for all those people who do feel mm-hmm. like something's wrong or something's not right or all of those things you accomplish that without that but I think in who you are today and the validation that you've gotten in the last couple of months Mm -hmm. what a story you have to share about where you came from telling people and your story that they can overcome things even when it's hard even when you feel like a failure but on the other side of it you're hoping you're going to encourage people to not shame, you know, shame the little people to shame who, you know, the, the academic world, the educational world from when you're younger to when you're go through college, that is a difficult time mm-hmm. in life, right? Let alone having difficulties and the story that you can now empathize with your child Mm-hmm. your child's friends mm-hmm. um that's huge I mean that's huge that I mean you you did it nobody helped you and I mean you yeah. are you've been successful that's 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 just it you just hit the nail on the <laughs> head she's successful. very successful she is we're going to have to keep talking because she's getting emotional. We're going to cover for her here for a moment. I'm going to try to put a little laughter in here. Um, Sophie, we are so proud of you. It's so hard. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And now you're going, now you're finally able to heal, you know? You're doing this is, you're, you're doing, doing it. the work, which That's is right. probably going to take a little bit longer. And yep. It's going to be a little bit heavier because yes. you have, you know, 45 plus been years carrying it. of... You've been carrying Package. it around in this little suitcase, like Amy told me one time <laughs> that I'm carrying around everything in this cute oh, little yeah. suitcase. And um, that's what now you got to unpack your suitcase. I know. Yeah. I know. And I am. I know. And now, it's awesome. I mean, you, I'm sure you see it on TikTok. I don't get mm. on TikTok very often, but I do follow very specific uh, people. They're usually enlightenment or encouraging people or people with disabilities. 
or business. And in TikTok, there is a huge movement about adding the dyslexia piece, the ADHD -er, or the ADD -er, and promoting hey, you want me on your team because while everybody else thinks this way, I'm mm -hmm. the person who's thinking outside of the box. Not to say that I'm better, but I'm giving a more well-rounded <coughs> picture. Well, <clears throat> if, if mm -hmm. people don't know, Steve Jobs, dyslexic. Oh, yeah. oh that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Alexander Graham Bell, dyslexic. Yeah. Einstein, dyslexic. dyslexic. Yeah. All the great innovators yep. in this world are dyslexic. Mm -hmm. Not all of them, but a lot of yeah, them that, are. Right. Uh, but those are major. It, those are people who developed the telephone, the iPhone, um, <laughs> yeah. uh, the you know light, electricity. Yeah. Like, right, like right. hello. Yes, I, and it is those people who really. I mean, I'm sure. I, I mean, Albert Einstein. People looked at him oddly, mm -hmm. treated him weirdly because he did think differently and act differently. And I kind of feel like in today's world, we should be, if somebody is thinking differently, if somebody is speaking differently, if somebody has a different vision or something that's out of the ordinary, I do feel like they should, we should be focusing on that. And hearing that out because those types of people are inventing things. They are, even if their companies aren't widely known for making loads of money, they're making changes. They're, they're seen outside of themselves and their own community. And we need those people. I, I have examples of when I was in, in university and, and working on some. I loved marketing because we were mm -hmm. able to do creative and we were always like, it was one of my favorite things to do was collaborate and you know you get a group of four people and you work on a on a pro, on a paper or whatever mm -hmm. and you would have a problem and one of them was um Odeon Theaters which was like a Canadian uh theater company like our mm -hmm. like um AGM oh, I can't even think of the the <laughs> I've got I've got Heather crying now <laughs> I don't know why I'm, I just Something triggered me when Amy was talking. I'm not exactly sure why, but now I'm crying. <laughs> now we gotta make you laugh. Oh shit! Okay, here we go. <laughs> That's okay. Anyways, I mean, sorry I'm crying to too. make. Uh, oh, you're not doing it. Your no, you're not interrupting. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> we well, need some Kleenex. <laughs> I have some. Oh, it's over there by the uh, yes, messy it. desk. Oh, but okay. I think what happened was I. There was a project on this Odeon, like a movie theater. Mm -hmm. And um, I came up with the ideas of actually having, um, I said, and this is back in 93, mm -hmm. 92 maybe, in the early 90s. And, and that Odeon was losing money and all that sort of stuff. And I was like, okay, so what's kind of ideas for marketing and all that sort of stuff that you can do in different concepts? I had... Um, you know, TV um, to show upcoming movies along the mm -hmm. where you wait in line. This is all my ideas. Yeah. Party room for kids so that they can watch a movie and then go to, into a party room. Yeah. Um, more comfortable chairs mm -hmm. with actual cup holders. And look, now we have that, but it was oh. your idea. It was no. my idea. But this is, I can, like, I have ideas prior to actually it actually happening. Yeah. yeah. Um, I had ideas on... Even when I was first taking digital pictures back in, in the 90s, 
Um, and I was telling my brother, I said, you know what? I wish that when we upload them to the computer, we're able to tag the people who are in the pictures. So you can, you can eventually go back to those pictures and just put people's mm-hmm. names and you would be able to find them. This right here is telling me that any future ideas you have, you need to do something with them and I, I, yeah. produce your ideas. <laughs> because so, look at it all. It's all. because there's a, in the company whoever it was listened to. There was a there was a Sophie or a similar yeah person, person who yeah. thought of yeah. the same idea. Yeah, but yeah. those are the, that's how I think. Yeah, yep. well, and it's very cool. I might add. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not like yeah. you know I'm not an inventor, but I will think of things differently, and yeah. and I've noticed that more and more about myself. So the good thing about all of this yes. is that at 52 years old, I got tested, mm-hmm. and I'm waiting for my results. Pretty sure I know I failed at a very, <laughs> I failed at some. Now talk, this was a very you, long it, test. Yeah, it was, this was like, like all extensive. day. It's yeah. like when there was two rounds, and in the total hours of testing was eight hours. Mm-hmm. That's um, a lot of testing. And it, it, it. To be able to find a psychologist mm-hmm. to do it, yeah, because I'm not a child, because yeah, they cause do this for children. Oh, yes. See, no I had way. this when I was younger. I did the, the test oh, okay. that she did. I did when I was younger, and it was multiple days. It was a weekend, mm-hmm. and I went to George Fox. Actually, offered it. Oh, and I went to George Fox, and I did it multiple times. Uh-huh. And it's a University of George Fox, right? Or, or no, George, George Fox, Fox University. University. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And so my parent or my mom took me down there and the woman who oversaw Oregon's disabilities for children, it was, it was a particular woman and she had a group of people, obviously she was actually uh, best friends with my mom. Hmm. And so I had these similar issues that Sophie is talking about and I kept getting uh, diagnosed that I didn't have anything. And so... Hmm. But how ADHD, ADD was viewed back when we were younger is ex- totally different than how it's viewed today. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of quiet. When I was a child, I was quiet, mm-hmm. shy, timid, mm-hmm. and ADHD was seen more as a hyperactive boy. Right. right. <laughs> like, that's yeah. what it was that's right. back yeah, in the totally. day. I, I know what you're saying. Yeah. And so then when my oldest had like, major alert of having ADHD and uh, eventually Tourette's he had to go through extensive testing and his tests the same tests you did the his tests were a teacher uh, my ex-husband and myself and he tested on all three tests above 94 percent which is a clinical diagnosis of ADHD or ADD. It's not environmental. It's not food. Mm-hmm. It's not trauma. It's uh, clinical. So mm-hmm. then they look at you and they say, well, if your child tests out to be on a clinical level, that means that one, if not both parents have it because it's very genetic. So then when I started reading and informing myself on how to help Ethan, I was like, I actually read books that kids wrote so it could help me understand mm. how my child was thinking. Right. And I was like, wait a minute. Uh. 
And these girls would share their perspective. And I was like, I did that. Mm -hmm. I thought that. Oh, my gosh. So then I took the test later on in life. I think I was... I was like in my mid thirties mm-hmm. and then a psychologist said, you have high functioning ADD. You are a hyper-minded thinker. You, I struggle with the same things, the shame, the horrible feeling. The only thing that was different for me, which is a huge blessing. I'm going to get probably emotional about it, but my, my mom was very dialed into her children and my mom advocated Mm -hmm. she may not have had answers or known but she always advocated for us and always pushed she kept saying you could do this you could do this you could do this so while i didn't get a diagnosis when i was younger because it said according to the test then i didn't have it she knew that i was not at the same level as my siblings Mm -hmm. or the majority of my class and it just meant my dad worked you know the typical dad hours Mm -hmm. gone all day came home ate dinner then worked with me and then another sibling of mine until like one o'clock in the morning until i finished my homework because it would take me like three or four hours to finish a small amount of homework and I only remembered things to pass the test, and mm-hmm. then it was gone. Mm-hmm. It was gone. Yeah. I it was know. never coming back. <laughs> it was gone forever. Yeah, I know the feeling. Yeah. <laughs> and then he would wake up back again at 4.30 in the morning to get ready for work. And that is how I graduated from high school. With wow. The, wow. Ev- yeah. And that for me. So I thought, I'm going to learn whatever I can for my kid. And as I'm educating myself on how to understand him, because our ADD, ADHDs are different, but similar, I just was like, I have this. Like, I was that girl. I was this. And then it just, for me, I, you and I have a lot of similarities. I We don't necessarily talk about them, but mm-hmm. we have a lot of similarities. It's kind of the outside of the box. I'm a little bit more quieter and shyer about my ideas um um, for me my ADD is more like um empathetic like I see kids and I want to gravitate to help them to push them and encourage them that they can accomplish it because Ethan and kids like this now today maybe not so much back when we were younger Mm -hmm. they gravitate to the kids who think outside the box and a lot of time it's like the minority Mm -hmm. ethan felt different so therefore he's going to hang out with the kids who are different because now they feel like they're the same they feel like they Mm -hmm. have a buddy so then for me i loved having i i loved having the misfits Mm -hmm. at my house Mm -hmm. because for me i love them where they're at right so many families and they need that they do and it is hard Mm -hmm. to be a parent to that yeah and so so many parents evolve I'm not like judging anything because it's super hard but lots of parents like get into work or Mm -hmm. find other hobbies and they let their kids like raise themselves Mm -hmm. and that has happened in a lot of his friends lives Mm -hmm. and I just want to hug them and say like like they have superpowers. Mm-hmm. They have superpowers. Yeah, they do. They yeah. do. And they have something to offer the world and the world keeps pummeling them down. Mm. It's really tough. And <clears throat> mm-hmm. and to think, so um, when I was going 
trying to find a psychologist. Mm-hmm. Like they wouldn't help me. Um, and I find so when I talked to that psychiatrist by accident, because originally I was told by my HR or the yeah. person that was helping me trying to find, he said a psychologist, a psychiatrist. And I'm like, okay, so I have to find out. So I was looking for psychiatrists, which I should have been looking for psychologists. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so he re- recommended somebody. I co- contacted them. And someone in their office ended up taking my case. But he said that they, as a group, as they're the four or five psychologists in that, that um, they do all behavioral stuff Mm -hmm. for kids, um, they had to discuss, like, can you take this case? Like, like he said it was questioned because of my age. Mm -hmm. Um, But they felt for me. You know, they, everyone asks, like when I tell people now I'm getting tested, they're like, well, what do you try to get out of that then? Like, they're like, why would you do that? Um, to understand myself. Right. Yeah. To. Coping under, skills. Coping yeah. skills. Mm-hmm. And to understand my superpowers because, yeah. um, you know, there was one test that she had me do and, you know, read something I've never read before mm-hmm. and. It was a lot of it was American history. It was kind of old stuff, but it was American history and uh, dry and boring. (laughs) Well, plus I never, I never even, I didn't take American history because I'm not from here. Right. So it was like completely of all things. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So I'm and she. So there was one test where she read to me, and Mm -hmm. I had to answer all these questions. I did a very. I got a lot of detail and all that sort of stuff. Then I had to read to her other types of stories, and I read to her, and then she asked me questions. And she's like, so what did Harriet blah, 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 and do this? And why did she do that with her kids? And I'm like, I have no idea. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to answer. I think, I, think, I think her husband was at work. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like, I really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she kept asking me, and I just kind of giggled and go, I have fucking no idea. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yep. I did not understand myself reading out loud mm-hmm. because I was reading the words and I couldn't. You were concentrating, yeah, you were concentrating more on, on the words. Right. And not the content. Com- yeah. 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 And I, I couldn't comprehend at all. Mm. At all. I, it was mind blowing. This is, this is actually very interesting. I find it really, it's kind of cool actually, yeah. you know, to yeah. go, to go through to these, learn this. Yeah. And, and, and have answers. That's just it. And yeah. also, you know, to get protection. I mean, mm-hmm. dyslexia and AD, it is mm-hmm. um, under the American Disabilities Act. Yeah. Oh, and no, you, can, per- get, you I- can get a disability. You can actually, um, I looked this up for my kiddo, so I know, but you, you can, uh, as long as you have medical documents That's- and you have a doctor mm-hmm. or a psychologist, you can actually claim disability that you can only work so many hours, so many, you know, there's well, you get a com- you can get accommodations, so that's what I would get. So they would have to, if I needed special software, mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. I can read, um, I would get that because you can change documents into different letters, which help you read. Mm-hmm. And there's like dyslexic writing; it helps. Um, there's um, speech to writing type of mm-hmm. software. So instead of me typing things mm-hmm. in, I just talk about talk, it i can talk about it and it goes oh that that's would Houston be perfect school. oh wow. um, isabel and i mean all my kids have had that opportunity but that is what's offered in beaverton school district is if you have dyslexia add adhd and 
usually anybody has trouble with writing. It's painful. It hurts. It's debilitating, not just from a mind standpoint, but from an actual writing standpoint. You can actually talk. Isabel has a little thing on her computer. She could talk to her computer and have it write her paper. She doesn't use it. But, <laughs> but it's available. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's available. Yeah. There's that, and there's, uh, yeah, there's a whole bunch of different types of um, software. So there's accommodations. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they can't they can't uh, hold it against me. No, they can't. And, and I think also there's, I don't know, in your journey going forward, but there's a reason, like, I have friends who were very similar, but I was doing things differently. And basically, in my pushing through, no diagnosis, I just told myself I was different. And I, I, I can't even tell you how many times I felt dumb and stupid. Yeah, no kidding. Um, <laughs> I don't know that I necessarily focused on the word shame. I just felt dumb and stupid. And for me, I did have an IEP, And in having an IEP growing up, I still, while I had accommodations, still felt horribly dumb and horribly stupid. So it didn't matter whether I had accommodations or not. But I created patterns. Like for me, I am an emotional creature and (laughs) I wear my heart on my sleeve. And that is a good superpower, but it also helped me create patterns that weren't healthy for me. So when I understood ADD and ADHD, I could go back and figure out why I created these patterns and how to undo some of them. Mm-hmm. So for me, that was really um, that was really helpful. So I don't know if you'll find that in your journey, but I like to understand why I make decisions. And so when you make decisions based upon information, that you come up with you don't understand always why you make those decisions so for me it was helpful for me to be like ADHDers ADDers tend to be more emotional so it gave me a kind of like a blame this is my Mm -hmm. issue I'm gonna blame the issue I'm not gonna blame myself anymore so how can I fix it so instead of wearing my heart on my sleeve which I normally do I have to constantly be like I can be kind and be respectful, but I'm not going to be a doormat anymore mm-hmm. or, you know, those kinds of things. And that that greatly helped me. So I hope that helps you going forward. Like you're, you can blame your diagnosis, right. even if you don't do anything with it. That it, You get to decide, but don't blame yourself anymore. No. <clears throat> and, the, and in the beginning of the story I was talking about, you know, not getting promoted and all that sort of stuff. I am pretty, I, I actually 99.9999% sure it's because of my dyslexia. Mm. Um, I'm pretty sure when I've sent emails, sometimes it didn't make sense and people sure. would just think that it was mm-hmm. of sloppy work. Sure. Um, mm-hmm. I know that part of my dyslexia as well is speech. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and sometimes I have a hard time finding words, you know, and, you know, I, when I'm telling my own story, it's so much easier. Like, it's so easy to talk from sure. your heart and right. your own mm-hmm. mind. But in business, sometimes you get asked questions that 
uh, okay, I never thought of that. And, and you're trying to come up with words. I, I definitely lose my words. Sure. Yeah. And it was really, really bad when I was going through the major before I got hormonal treatment. Oh. Mm-hmm. Really bad. Yeah. Um, and so I worry that during my whole career that help that happened. And as much as I advanced and went through my career as I have, and I've been successful, I never really got that big promotion or was really mm-hmm. recognized because of it. Sure. Mm-hmm. I'm positive on that now. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, um, now I think I'm a little bit past that, you know, mm-hmm. um, as far as, you know, my career. I just, you know, I'm 52 you know, whatever I do in the next 10 years is fine or whatever. Sure. Maybe find someone mm-hmm. rich. Oh, a sugar daddy? <laughs> someone who can take care of me and then I can do my dyslexic thinking in my special rubber room. Oh, my God. <laughs> With, she, so, what is she going to put out She looks like an evil scientist right now, you guys. Watch out. She's pla- planning and plotting. God only knows what's going to be on this podcast. Oh, Lord. But in seriousness, you know, um, my career, my outlook on career is different now. I've, Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's done me well, but I'm, um, there's more, there's more like this, even what we're doing with our podcast and Mm -hmm. our future of our business. It's, I think the opportunities are great. And I think that our stories are mm-hmm. worth telling. Yeah, I think important. we, you know, um, I was talking to Sharon about, she's like, your outlook has changed and all this sort of mm. stuff. And I'm like, I wonder, wonder what it could be. And I was, her and I were chit-chatting about it. She's like, I think it's the podcast. Mm-hmm. I want to come to the, Sher- <laughs> the Sharon therapy the Sharon session. Talk. <laughs> the Sharon talk. Yeah, instead of TED talk, we need Sharon talk. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. You guys have some really good talks, but it's, it was, I'm like, I think you're right. Mm -hmm. I think I've have a voice now. It's not Mm -hmm. like, you know, and I would, you know, tell my friends, like a lot of my friends would know my stories and at different times. And, but this is different because I get like a, um, platform. Like it's not, it, it feels good. And it, it just, it's therapeutic. it's therapeutic. It really is therapeutic. And yeah. you feel too, like it's one thing when you're telling your friends and you know your friends. So maybe 90% of your friends don't have the same issues or 100% of your friends don't have the same issues. When you have a platform that speaks out into the world, you know for a fact there's at least one person <laughs> right. out there That's who right. thinks yeah. like you, acts like you, who gets, who's had a similar story and so when you can focus on that one person, it usually ends up being multiple mm-hmm. people. But and then you feel heard. Like, you know, Oh that my gosh, feeling one. heard. That's it. You just yeah. hit it. Yep. You feel heard, you yep. feel understood. Yep. And then you know for sure that that one person that's out there, you can just let them know they're not alone because you know, even though you don't know them, you're sitting beside them and you know how they feel. Yeah. That's right. So. Yeah, I'm feeling very blessed and I I'm I can't tell you this podcast is definitely <clears throat> in my wheelhouse for that creativity, mm-hmm. 
um, the communication part of my brain and all that other stuff, like <clears throat> it, it's really feeding me yeah, mm-hmm. in a really positive way. And you guys are absolutely mm-hmm. 100%. Well, our, well our, like none of us could have done this alone. <laughs> oh, but not even that, all. just even just um, the friendship and what we're doing. Mm-hmm. I've always wanted to start my own business, but I mm-hmm. Because of my ADHD, I had a hard time focusing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm guessing I have ADHD. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll see. I will. uh, I will announce my diagnosis. (laughs) He'll announce. There will be an update. Yeah, I did. But I. But um, my psychologist asked me um, in one of our sessions. He's like, so you know, usually I'm dealing with children and I can go through their, you know, report cards and see their work and get samples from the parents. I'm like. I have I have a whole binder of my stuff. I have my mom bought me this book that has folders in it, like, mm-hmm. and I would slide my work in it and sign my name so you can see, and you put glue your picture on it, and what what do you want to be when you grow up, and you write all these things, and I would used to do it, and I kept I still have it. Oh, that's oh yeah, you from were kindergarten able to get from kindergarten to grade thirteen. Oh, that's perfect. And that I able to see that's why I looked up that grade from that, oh, that, right. that, that English te- teacher. Yep. And I was reading through all my report cards. Oh, she's a pleasant student. She's pleasant. Check her work. She's pleasant, but she needs to make sure she hands things in. Uh, check for her work before she hands things in. And they all thought it was because I was being lazy or mm-hmm. speedy sloppy. or whatever. Sloppy. Well, I was very yeah. speedy. I used to like doing those things fast. I hated <laughs> spending time doing mm-hmm. it. I would yeah. boop, 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 boop. And then when I would get my mark back and I would get something wrong and I'm like, fuck, I knew that answer. I knew that. Mm-hmm. I knew that was yeah. wrong. So, I mean, there is a reason why to be a little bit, you know, but for me, yeah. it just, I didn't care. I, yeah. I was just like, I just, the faster I can get it done, then it's done. Yeah. Then you don't have to think about it. Right. It's debilitating. It's debilitating. You know? yes. yes. It's debilitating <laughs> while it's present. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you're going into, I don't remember feeling ill, <laughs> ill. Like, I'm going to throw up. I'm going to throw up. Don't throw up. Don't throw up. Just, just get through, just get through the test. Just yeah. get through the test. Oh uh, yeah. And I, so, so I read through it all and I, so I, I, I said, I gave it to him. He's like, and it was like a 20 pound bag. <laughs> oh like, shoot. It's going to take me some time. Do you mind if I keep your, your, and yeah. I had even my university, I had all my university That's stuff in there too. So I had all the essays that I've ever written and I looked at some of the professors actually were correcting my mm-hmm. spelling oh, and everything in right. it, but they didn't dock may, maybe dock me marks, but I was getting seventies, eighties, like mm-hmm. on my papers because my thought was there and they were yeah. like, oh, this is a good case. You know, you, yeah, they're you, reading in between the lines. They, kind of. Yeah, mm-hmm. they weren't docking me for mm-hmm. grammar, but you could tell they were pencil. I could see I go, you could see all these pe- like every page. There's like 10 pages. <laughs> of, like there's little pencil marks, little pencil marks. This is perfect homework for him. Oh, oh my God. That's probably why I haven't heard back. I from know. Him yet. He's I know. like, uh, you know what? I bet you I would be a good case mm-hmm. to talk about yes. as far as their learning yeah. about how kids have adapted mm-hmm. without support. Yeah. Yes. And made it through life. Yep. This could be a TED Talk. This could be a TED Talk. They might have to, you're, the doctor and you might have to go on stage. <laughs> <laughs> I think that this, like these pieces, because I know there are so many other men and women out there who didn't, who felt this way in the 70s you know, 60s, 70s, 80s, who didn't have somebody who 
understood or who is willing to bring it out in like the best of ways for a child. And so as much as men, premenopause and menopause is a subject we constantly talk about, I do think that ADHD, ADD, dyslexia, so forth, there's multiple things that fit into that category, should be talked about on a more regular basis because it does really affect how you think and how you well, live your life. Neurodiversity. Yeah. No yeah. And it's actually And that's a that's it is actually an accepted term. Yeah. My girlfriend is a counselor. I actually saved her info because uh, we just messaged back and forth this weekend. She is uh, her business is neurodiversity counseling or yeah, I think it's counseling. Mm-hmm. And but it, hers is very specialized in neurodiversity versus just regular counseling. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool. It's kind of a good movement. Yeah. And it's about time. It is yeah, past time. Between menopause and dyslexia and all that. I mean, mm-hmm. these are things that hopefully our kids' kids it will just It'll be like an understanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody, you know, some people don't can't write tests and their reading is not great or they're slow readers and they need extra time and they, you know, um, yeah, I just, it is, I am so grateful that this has come up as much Mm -hmm. as it was painful. Like it literally brought me back to when I was 16 years Mm -hmm. old. Um, so if you could go back and change it, you can go back and write a different story that you didn't have dyslexia. You didn't. Would you change anything? No. Yeah. No. Because yeah. now there's like some kind of clarification. Mm-hmm. And it really is. Everybody has a different way of living life and thinking. And this is just. I know when way. I read stories and uh, explanations about dyslexia and the, the superpowers that come with it. And, and if you read the top, you know, the par- first paragraph of my resume about who I am and mm-hmm. the same words, creative, innovative, you know, um, those are a good communicator, yeah. works well with people, da, 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 da. That's all in the first like 20 words of my, my resume. And it's literally what dyslexic people are. Yeah. And it's just like. That was like a huge eye opener. Mm-hmm. And I yep. wouldn't change that part about me. Yeah. Yep. It's, it makes you who you are. I think that the pieces that are awesome now, especially for you in this season of your life, is that it, you no longer have to internalize that it was you. Now there, there's something to blame. I, I know that there is a lot of community who thinks like, oh, if you are diagnosed this now you have this stigma to carry Mm -hmm. and I get that as a parent but when you yourself have had to deal with issues within yourself you feel like you're the only one you feel dumb and stupid and if you had a diagnosis at least the child or the person could blame it on that how many times do we feel crappy and how many times do pre-menopause us knowing that we have are in pre-menopause does it feel good that we can blame it on something (laughs) than just ourselves that we're not dumb we're not stupid we're not all these oh well yeah and it makes a huge difference and it's and and you know and women in perimenopause you know get labeled as you know being the bitch and all this other stuff and Mm -hmm. gone crazy or you know a lot Mm -hmm. of people get divorces during this time in their lives 
uh, I wonder fucking mm-hmm. why. Yep. Yeah. We're mm-hmm. not getting promoted. We're, mm-hmm. you know, there's not that many CEOs like that female yeah. CEOs at our age. Like, mm-hmm. it's. It's just something to create a, a like a, a force. Now, I mean, we're just three women. And well, we're three women who are now who are willing to talk about these things. Because I think back in our mom's days, nobody was really talking mm-hmm. about these things. Mm-hmm. So really in the last five years has there been a big push on perimenopause and menopause. But just think of it. If you start crowding your community of women you're helping those women move, then all of a sudden you're pushing each other to become better. Oh, I love it. And this, I, this just makes me think about our, our next, um, our next, uh, public social club uh, event. And it just, yes, we have created a social club. It was a, we started out as, uh, calling it a meet and greet and we've had two of those and this will we're going to be having another one coming up on june 3rd and we are creating yes a place for women to come and collaborate and talk about these things and realize that we're not alone and whatever issue it is that we're going through Mm -hmm. and so um, we're super excited to have created this community of women and and our group is called the real exes of portland social club (laughs) and we invite you to join us once a month we will be um you know announcing different locations and times and um you can reserve your spot on venmo for ten dollars and our next event is going to be saturday june 3rd from 3 30 to 6 30 and check out our social media page for more details I'm so excited for it. I think I, know. I were the response has been so positive and it really has. And uh, it's exciting. It and is really it exciting. It was cool when I I was watching everybody interact and I was just like looking into the group and women were exchanging phone numbers. And to me I thought that was so cool because that's what we want, but how often you know, people gab at the table, then oftentimes people leave a table and they don't necessarily, you know, check up on each other or whatever. And I, there was hardly anybody at one point in time or another that I didn't see open up their phones and start collecting women's phone numbers so they could contact them for whatever reason. I have no idea why. Right. But that was, I thought that was really cool because I feel like that's what we're about. It's not just like the club, not just the gatherings, but like the community. Right. Exactly. Like community day, day, day. collaboration. Oh, I can't wait. It'll yeah. be fun. And then we're going to do it every month and we're working right. on those dates. Yes. We're going to have like, we already have some ideas and I hopefully mm-hmm. in the next couple of weeks we'll be able to at least have the next three or four months done. And yeah, you know where we're gonna be, mm-hmm. Wait, and some of them are yeah. gonna be fun. Some of them are gonna be like night yes. uh, in the night evening. Life. Yeah, yeah, nightlife one. Swanky maybe. Yeah, maybe bring dates if you have them yes. or somebody. But mm-hmm. I think it, it's gonna be oh, it's gonna be fabulous. super fun. Yeah, yeah, that one would be a good one, and it's the month of August, so that's officially mm-hmm. my birthday month. And so that oh, that's right. Yeah, we will celebrate. celebrate the whole month. Love yeah. it. Love it. <laughs> As you get should. July. You get July. Yeah. Amy As can have should. July. And we'll yeah. celebrate your birthday, but yes, this is mine. I don't share it with you guys. So oh. I'll keep it well. to myself. 
Okay. <laughs> We're going to inundate our lives into hers. Jeez Louise. She doesn't get a say. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> my girlfriends would, would tease me and say, it's all about Sophie. <laughs> it's all about Sophie. It's all, and then, then, my, then my birthday month, instead of like a birthday celebration, we call it a festivus. And it's oh, just I love that. My yeah. festivus. Oh, I love festivus. Mm. <laughs> It's no longer called a birthday. It's called a festivus. <laughs> I love it. I'm going to put that in our... Yes. Uh, yeah. our the whole board. month yes. of yes. August, 1st to the 31st or whatever it is. Yeah. I don't even know. I'm dyslexia. So I'm like, uh, I, don't e- I don't even remember how people figure that out. I don't oh remember. Oh, my gosh. Uh, that's how... Yeah, that's it the, one of those things. Well, yeah. well, we're, we're going to let it go. Okay, this time. Oh, my gosh. You guys, <laughs> my uh, glass has run a... Th- Empty it. <laughs> I'm thirsty. But no, I think this was really good. Um, wow, Sophie, amazing. As yeah. usual. As per usual, let's be honest. Um, very nicely done. And I'm sure a lot of people um, could relate to your story. And um, I'm very proud of you for talking about it. And we are excited to hear um, the updates I know. when they come in. God. Yes. <laughs> yes, and if you if you can sympathize with uh, Sophie's story, and you too feel alone, we would like to hear from you. Yeah. Because we we you know we don't want to just talk about it on a podcast. We actually want to you know do something about it. So yeah, if you feel like you can understand her story or sympathize with her story, or you too have issues and you don't know who to contact. I'm sure we can give you a, at least a starting point. Yeah. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah. We have, uh, yeah, you can co- uh, reach out to us on uh, Instagram. Mm-hmm. We also have an email. Mm-hmm. RXOP. <laughs> period. Your story at gmail.com. We also have Facebook. We're not very good at our Facebook, but maybe you don't have Instagram and you don't want to email you can look us up at the Real Exes of Portland on Facebook. We only have like 75 followers, <laughs> but you can message us there yes. and we will get back to you. And sure. we're planning on putting together a group on Facebook. Yes, we are starting to put groups together. So that is a big piece. If you would like to be a part of like a women's like community group, or if you would like to be maybe a VIP person, which those are the people who want to share their opinion, that have input that we could benefit from. We do want to hear from you. But in order to be a part of any group, you have to be a follower yep. on Facebook. So yep. follow us first. Okay. Please. Please. And thank you. <laughs> Chat with you next week. Bye. Bye. All right. Well, that's a wrap. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. We really appreciate you listening to us, and we look forward to hanging out with you next Wednesday. Please join us. And in the meantime, please follow us on Instagram at The Real Exes Portland. Also, we would love to hear from you and hear some of your juicy stories. You can email us your stories at rxop dot your story at gmail.com until next week bye